LL Nation, what's goody? Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I honestly believe my boy is running from me right about now. He has to come see me, though. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Hopefully, he'll be tagging in in a minute. I know he was in transition from grabbing him a two-piece along with a biscuit, trying to get back to the crib. So we are brought to you and featuring Honora Whiskey. Go to honorawhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, honorawhiskey.com. Basically, we wanted to, uh, you see, I got my DT, my boy Derek Thomas. Showing love to my boy DT today. Basically, we just want to talk about, it's going to be a short show. Short show, Malik is still recovering from the weekend. It was a great weekend for him and the business and the brand. So we appreciate that. Uh, we continue to trend towards 2,000 subscriptions. We thank everybody in LL Nation for being a part of that. The way you, you guys support, stick with us, subscribe, share, and most importantly, you hit that like button for us. We appreciate you. So we're going to get into the Super Bowl, talk a little Al Golden, who more than likely, hopefully, will be the next defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. I'll give you an update on my conversation with Carnell Tate, who was actually local this weekend. He was in Chicago for the Pylon Midwest 7-on-7 um, tournament. Had a great conversation with him. Christian Gray was also here for that particular tournament. So we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we'll let you guys go and see you guys early tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. So basically, um, man, fantastic. LL Nation, what did you think of that Super Bowl? What did you think of the Super Bowl? What did you think of the Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, all in all, I thought the entire NFL playoff was fantastic. I really did. I thought the entire NFL playoff was fantastic. You know, games pretty much within a touchdown, going down to the wire, very competitive. And the reason they were very competitive, basically each team had very good quarterback play. Very good quarterback play. You know, I think the only exception, I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been able to win games. He might not be the greatest thrower of the ball, but he's very dependable, great leader, really good above average game manager. So the way the games are played are trending up in the NFL. And with all of the negative news surrounding the NFL over the past two weeks, the playoffs through the NFL a lifeline, kept it afloat, and the Super Bowl did not disappoint. But your boy, LL Nation, he does not want to see me today. Right? Now, it's only right. You guys tell me. He called me immediately after the AFC Championship game. I picked up the phone. Not only did I pick up the phone, but I paid my debt immediately. Your boy, overtime Malik, haven't heard from him. Won't answer my calls. Won't get back at me. What's up with that? So you guys let him have it. Let him have it when he comes. Because, you know what I'm saying? I think turnabout is fair play, right? I should get the same treatment. Hold on just a moment.
So let's get to it. Let's get to your comments, man. Let's talk about it. What did you think about that Super Bowl? Ultimately, look, you guys, if you were following me during the game last night, you know what my thoughts were. I just hate the fact. Remember, we talked about this is this this is when betting, this is why you shouldn't bet. I gave you guys Friday, we were talking about the prop bets. And I said 60 and a half yards for Odell Beckham Jr. Right? I'm like 60 and a half yards. I'm like, yo, take that bet. And I said he might have 16 and a half yards in the first half. You guys remember when I said that? Man, this is why you don't bet. Because with all the man, it was trending that way. It was definitely trending that way. He was going to eclipse that 60 in the first half. And then he goes out with the ACL. And that, my friends, is why I don't place bets. Because even when I think I have a sure thing, I thought that was a sure thing. Like when they gave that over under. But his yardage in the Super Bowl is 16 and a half. I was like, oh, this is easy money. And lo and behold, tears up his knee right there in the second quarter. Other than that, Cincinnati has it. Look, man, somebody said this. I'm not sure if it was Orlovsky. But when he said it, I kind of laughed at it. But the more I think about it, he's spot on. If that dude does not get help, Joe Burrow has every right to walk into the Bengals' offices, administrative offices, tomorrow and say, look, man, either you give me some help on this offensive line or after that fifth year, I'm out of here. I'm bouncing. Because he really is on track as much as he's been hit the last two years and the injuries and you know, the way his knee got rolled yesterday, he's on track to become the next Andrew Luck. Simple as that. Like that, that much punishment that early, like no one can withstand that consistently. And if he continues to take that type of pounding throughout a regular season, already with his knee being injured, I'm not sure he can even survive. And the AFC gauntlet of quarterbacks is bananas. It's bananas. And it's going to get worse. I mean, Deshaun's coming back next year. I don't know if he's going to be in the AFC, but Deshaun Watson will be someone's quarterback. Could it be Pittsburgh? Could it be Cleveland? Tampa Bay reportedly is hot on his trail during their due diligence with his legal issues and his background and everything because they want him. They don't want to slip back. Will New Orleans go after him? They have a great defense. Dennis Allen has been elevated to the head coach. Do they go after him? The NFL is in good hands, man. It's some really good quarterback play. And this parlays into Notre Dame. Notre Dame has to get that quarterback position, take, a position taken care of because quarterback play means so much in the modern era of football. It really does. Juan, appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. I don't, yeah, I guess you're right. Behind Lawrence Taylor, I guess you're right, Tyler. Thank you for tapping in. He's right behind your boy, Lawrence Taylor. Thank you guys so much. Hit that like button. Uh, let's see. 
Death Loop, let's be honest, the halftime show was good, but it could have been better. Uh, you know what? I'll say this. It's very hard for a full hip-hop show. Because I don't know if you guys noticed this. I'm, I'm musical. I come from a musical family. so, And I'm not saying that you guys don't know this. I'm sure there are plenty of musicians that watch the show, subscribe to the channel. Like the arrangement for those songs, there was a lot of bass taken out of those songs because, you know, I mean, hip hop is very bassy. That's what drives the music and the grooves. And in order, Dr. Dre rearranged everything and made the arrangements of the songs a lot more pop for the halftime show. He was very well aware of the audience, even though, you know, Eminem did what he did with the Neil, and Dr. Dre still said, that word that the NFL didn't want him to say, you st man, Adam Blackstone, once again, you and your band, man, you, those of you that love musicianship, follow Adam Blackstone. Their band, they're just fantastic, man. If you never experienced them live in a concert for any type uh, top artist, man, put it on your bucket list. But the only way the show is now we said this man there are, when you have a hip-hop show like that the lyrics are so explicit it's hard to put the, put together a family a family friendly show that really pops really hits so i wasn't exactly expecting the same thing that i would get if i went to their concert you know what i mean it was a halftime show it was like it was only so much that they could do we pretty much knew the songs that they would do and yo, honestly, the uh, Kendrick's part with the Dre Day, everybody standing in the box and then jumping out the box, which is representative of what he was trying, the message he was trying to give, and then going into all right, you know, based upon everything that was going on, I think it spoke to multi levels of fans all around the world. Kudos. That was actually my favorite part from an artistic standpoint. Um, dude, Snoop, look here, man. For some reason, the New York Times thought they were going to be breaking news this morning with some whoever in the control room recorded Snoop smoking before the show started. They need to be fired. They need to be fired. Flat out. They need to be fired. And for leaking that footage to the New York Times. And then the New York Times coming out thinking they were about to put Snoop on blast. Dude, it's California. And that's his whole brand. Like, you can't put Snoop on blast for smoking weed prior to the start of the show. That's his brand. <laughs> like, you made him bigger. Like, you made him a bigger G on that day. Like, everybody that's seen it now is like, okay, that's Snoop. Even Colin Cowherd was like, dude, it's California. Like, what's the big deal? So, man, but I hear you, Jeff. I hear you. It left you wanting a little bit. I, I can rock with that. Colin Park, halftime show was 9 out of 10. Kendrick's my favorite rapper, so that made it better. That's what's up. Adario Jones, thank you for tapping in. Best playoff series in a while that I can remember. I agree. All the way through. Every game was really intriguing, man. Really intriguing. J-Man, like how 50 looked. <laughs> man, look, man, that's that good money. You know what I'm saying? 
That's that good money eating. You know, that's that lobster every night. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that grass-fed steak every night. 50's eating real good. He's eating real good. It's all good. He can get back in the gym if he wants to. He can get back in the gym. <laughs> He's had too many cheeseburgers. <laughs> yes, drunk Vigo. Cats act like they forgot about him. They act like they forgot about him. He's still Drake. J-Man. You know what messed me up? I was thinking like, yo, how long was he hanging upside down? Like, I know that's the video. But I'm saying like, man. And then I guess I looked away because I never saw him like transition from hanging upside down to like standing up and performing. And I had to ask people like, yo, did he like jump down? They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. It's been working on his leg, putting in his leg days during the week, I guess. Uh, Colin Park, I, I tweeted this. Aaron Donald was the MVP of that game. No doubt. Royal Fingers, I agree with you. MVP of that game. Wasn't even close. Was not even close. He dictated the entire game for the Bengals offense. The entire game. Absolutely. Juan Lozada, I see what you're saying about that third down and the, the last drive. But, yo, that's just as egregious as the non-offensive pass interference call that resulted in a 78-yard touchdown. So that, that evens out for me. Both of those calls were egregious, and they both led to seven points. So they wash away to me. Black Rush, uh, so happy for Beckham. I'm a New Yorker. Giants did them dirty. Giants definitely did them dirty. The Browns did them dirty. Um, he was playing so well, man. Like, I'm like, yo, this dude might actually have an opportunity to win the MVP the way things were trending. But honestly, if Beckham is in the game, I don't think the game was that close because the Rams had gotten into a really good group. They really had. And I don't think they struggle as long as they struggle from the third to the middle of the fourth. I think they score more points. But we, man, thank God, thank God that Notre Dame did not have to hear the university connected to Ben Skarani. <laughs> thank God the Rams came back because that would have been the work. Like, oh, as soon as he came in for OBJ, I'm saying to myself, this is a drop-off. This is an extreme drop-off. So I'm glad they were able to recover. Great last drive, 15 plays for the touchdown. Go ahead for you got Matt Stafford and the work that he and the Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup put in on that last drive was nothing short of fantastic. Sean Green, thank you for tapping in. I was terrible on props, only hit the under on the total. I told people, I also said go under. On Cooper Cup, that was the, I said, play this. This is what I told you guys Friday. And, oh, man, it would have been perfect. But I said, play the under on total yards, receiving for Cooper Cup, 
But then I also said to play the over 60 and a half for OBJ. And man, because I knew that the Bengals would pretty much double cup all day, take him out of the game, and they did a lot of bumper run coverage. And it kind of it bothered him a lot. It bothered him, bothered him a lot. That last drive, they went to more of a um, faster tempo, which forced them to simplify their coverages. They got away from the bump and run. Instead of being in the slot a lot, they moved him to the outside a little bit more. He was able to get free on a couple of routes and make plays like the great ones do. I know you want everybody's talking about Matthew Stafford, the no-look pass. Dude, that's eye manipulation. If you're a good quarterback, you should be able to manipulate the safety like that. And the way he forced Von Bell to come down and commit to that tight end and hit the ball right behind him, perfect. Big time. Hall of Fame. You make that play in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. And Matthew Stafford, I tip my cap to you, my dude. You did that. He did that. Yo, shout out. How do you guys feel out about Evan McPherson watching the halftime show? That was wild to me. It's not like a kicker really needs to be in the locker room. And it would have been interesting if he had to try it and to make an attempt to tie the game up from about 55. If he had missed, that definitely would have come up. But, man, Colin, you think Deshaun's going to the Panthers? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, Uncle Bob, you're right, man. The bookies always have the advantage somehow, some way. Things always go their way, and the house always wins. You know, this stuff that's going on with, with Kyler Murray is, is interesting, right? Because you know he has his fifth year coming up, whether to pick up the option or go ahead and give him an extension. And honestly, look, the Cardinals, once DeAndre Hopkins went down, you knew where that season was going. We all knew. A.J. Green is on the back nine of his career. Rondell Moore is a nice slot guy. Specialty guy, but he can't be a number one. And Christian Kirk is not, not a number one, really, even though he played well this year. He's going to make a lot of money in free agency as well because I don't think Arizona brings him back. Arizona needs to invest in some offensive linemen. I don't know why these young teams – Get these young quarterbacks and then feel like they can just let the offensive line go to the dude. It's crazy. That's your biggest investment at its cheapest. Protect it. Flat out protect it. I don't know what, the, man, the Bengals have the third most cap room going into this offseason. Every, every penny of that cap needs to go to the offensive line and the first round pick. I, you know what? Royal Fingers, I agree. The sound was horrible. And that goes back to, I think, the AFC Championship game. You remember that? When they had an on-field performance and they had the halftime show down on the field. And for some reason, they had the music blaring while they were trying to conduct the halftime show. It was ridiculous, man. Like, get it together, Peacock, NBC. Get it together. You struggle from a production standpoint with those two games. 
<laughs> I like this black Russ. Give me one great quarterback, please. I'm 44. I understand that, man. What's the what's the best quarterback you've seen in your lifetime as a Notre Dame fan? Best quarterback you've seen in your lifetime as a Notre Dame fan. I know most people would say Brady. Best quarterback I've seen, in my opinion, was Kevin McDougal. That's just my dude. I rock with Kevin McDougal till the wheels fall off. Till the wheels fall off. Yes, John A1, Anderson Pack on the drums. Man, nice appearance. Snoop like Sticky Icky all day, every day. Kool-Aid Jimmy, thank you for tapping in. I thought it was a horrible halftime show, and that's what's great about America. We all have opinions. Yeah. Misinformed ones, too. This is my problem. Dude, just because somebody is better doesn't make something else awful. Y'all got to let that go. That's just poor logic. It wasn't a bad halftime show. So what it wasn't Prince? So what? Prince doesn't have to change who he is to do a family-friendly show. He has plenty of family-friendly music that's very popular. You know how hard it is for a hip-hop artist to take his explicit music and turn it into family-friendly. That's like 10% of that catalog. Like, appreciate what you saw yesterday. Like, give me a break, man. You need to go watch it again. It was fantastic. Metallica needs to rock out. That's what that's on Metallica. I'm sorry. It was a California show, and nothing, nothing represents California better than hip-hop. Period. Period. We'll let it go. Move on. First of all, his name is Kendrick Lamar. He was not horrible. He had the best piece. The music he picked out was fantastic. And the symmetry and the message he sent with the dancers and the boxes, you need to get a life, yo. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Stop making, you can have an opinion, but when you have a misinformed opinion and you don't have facts to back up your opinion, now you're just trolling and saying stuff just to be saying it. Now you're just saying crazy stuff. Give me some information. Give me something that's other than his performance was awful. If that was it, come on, man. You got to do better than that. You just have to do better. Do better. The fact that you said Lamar Kendrick, you don't know his music. So if you don't know his music, how can you make an informed opinion about what you saw? You don't know what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Me too. Vegas should have had a prop bet on how many blunts. <laughs> They might have. They might have. Demetrius Rex. What's good, my dude? At the end, I'm fortunate to have the outcome predicate. I can't, you know, like I said earlier, man, if you're going to, um, unless you're taking the seven points off the board for the 78-yard touchdown, refs make bad calls, man. They make bad calls. That's all I can say. My guy, Matt, 2011 GT, thanks for the super chat. Here's some cash to buy Malik some candy to feel better. Yo, he, he's running. He doesn't, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Another super chat. 
2K Grind09. Thank you. The guy running the field, not active. Oh, man. Your boy Vernon Hargraves. Oh, man. I don't do. I don't know. I think he just got caught up in the sauce. Truman. Jumel, thank you for the super sticker, my brother. Appreciate you. <laughs> P.S. says Malik must have blown out his knee practicing the icky shuffle. So, like I said, the uh, Pylon 7 on 7 Midwest version was here in Chicago this weekend. Christian Gray, 2023 cornerback recruit, Notre Dame four star, and just bumped up to five star arrivals. My God, Carnell Tate, friend of the program, ranked the number 13th player in the nation. Big-time recruit for Notre Dame, a wide receiver. Must get, in my opinion, was also in town. Spoke to him after the tournament. And uh, it was strange because there was a picture floating around the Internet with him uh, and Dale Alexander. They took a picture together. And uh, jokingly, you know, I saw the picture and I sent it to our staff over IB. And I'm like, oh, he wants to start recruiting now. <laughs> which is, which we all got a kick out of it. Like, really? Like, dude, you don't even have a job, and now you're showing up at seven on sevens, you know, talking to top recruits. But everything went well, man. It was a seven on seven tournament. Um, Cardell feels really good right now. He's in a really good space. Uh, everything's starting to slow down. December and January was like so fast paced for him because he got a flurry of offers coming in. And, you know, it was the usual suspects pretty much. It was Ohio State. It was Michigan, Notre Dame, the Midwest schools that were on them, Big Ten schools. And all of a sudden, here comes the SEC schools in December and January. It was a flurry. You know, a lot of people coming in during the visiting uh, time there in January. Coaches coming up to IMG, meeting them, sitting with them, talking with him and his family. And yo, everything was just kind of spinning. And now he's getting an opportunity to kind of whew, take a deep breath and really just take it all in. You know, that fast pace that took place in January for him. And um, at this point, I keep saying it and I'll continue to say it Tommy Reese is putting in work on the recruiting trail. I'll continue to say it. Tommy Reese is putting in work on the recruiting trip. So he's very happy with where Notre Dame stands. And look, look, more than likely it's going to come down because he's very cool. Uh, Caleb Brown, Ohio State commit from Chicago. They knew each other growing up. He's at Ohio State. That's a relationship. But he also has relationships in the 23 class with the committed guys that are always there. Like Drake, he has a relationship with Christian. If Christian ultimately commits, that'll be another relationship. So he has strong relationships with players and coaches at both establishments. So it's just going to come down to the fact, in my opinion, who's able to close. Who will be able to close? And the biggest piece that Notre Dame has is Dante Moore. That's the biggest piece that Notre Dame has. If you get Dante Moore, you're definitely going to get at least two elite wide receivers in the 23 class. That's minimum. That's minimum. So Dante Moore 
is that domino that you need to happen. You need that domino to happen. Uh, let's see. Tyler Evans, let's talk about the Bengals player in street clothes coming to celebrate after the touchdown, Bernard Hargraves. Yeah. Dudes, uh, you think the Browns want Kyler? Oof. They go from one short quarterback to, like, the next short quarterback? That'd be crazy. The streak of home teams won the Super Bowl ends this year. Yo, what? Does it go back and forth with AFC? Okay, I know it was in that stadium, but I guess it wasn't the Rams game. It was the Chargers game, and it was hosted by the AFC. So is that what made the Bengals the home team? I was confused because I thought all week that the Rams would be the home team. When they came out for the coin toss and I saw the Rams calling, I'm like, yo, I thought they were the home team. Dude, I don't know why you placed a bet on Ben Skoranek in the Super Bowl. Come on, man. Yeah, if, if Aaron Donald deserves to, he deserves to walk away from the game if that's what he wants to do. And I love that. I really love when athletes can come in a short span, eight to ten years, do what they have to do, and then go on to live the rest of their lives, especially if they've taken care of their business off the field with business and setting things up. They get to experience their family. Uh, they get to see their children grow up, you know, in their formative years instead of just kind of, you know, getting to everything when they're in high school and going on to college. It's a blessing to be able to do that. So, yo, if Aaron Donald was able to walk away from the game with a Super Bowl in tow, and I think his oldest is like 12 years old, if I'm not mistaken, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. It's a tip of the cap. So you said Indy for life. Tony Rice is the best quarterback in your time. Brian D. Limbo, Joe Montana. Uh, let's see. Matt 2011 GT, Tony Rice, Kevin McDougal, and Quinn. 2K Grind 09, Joe Montana. John A1, Brady Quinn. Thomas Kim, Kevin McDougal, my favorite ND player. Demetrius, don't laugh at me, man. I, you know, I was trying to be nice because I thought the comment about the halftime show was really hyperbolic. Like, I'm fine if it wasn't your favorite. Nobody said it was the best. You know, you got Prince, Bruno Mars, Beyonce. There's a lot of half the Stones, a lot of halftime shows that I'm fine with people saying they were better. But just to say it was awful, it's like, come on, man. Just if you don't understand what you're looking at and you're not a fan of hip hop, then fine. Well, don't just call something awful. Heck, I'm not a fan of Beyonce per se. You wouldn't find me listening to a Beyonce album in my car by myself at all. But I hear it all the time because that's all my wife loves. But guess what? I'm honest enough as a music lover to say, you know what? Oh, she's dope. She's a dope artist. She's put in the work. She's earned everything that she's gotten. And she has some pretty dope songs. Not my cup of tea, but hey. I can be honest enough to say that. And didn't really want to sit there and watch her performance when she did, you know, was at the Super Bowl. But, hey. Demetrius Rich, can't stand people. Kendrick is bad. Do some research. Dude is a goat through and through. 
he's got a publicity if your favorite artist doesn't. Look, man. Thank you, Demetrius. You said it, and I didn't have to say it. The fact that you didn't even know his name, just that let me know exactly where you were and where you were really coming from. Adario Jones, Kevin McDougal, Rick Meyer, Brady Quinn, Jarius Jackson, and Jimmy Clausen. Hey, let me tell you something, man. I watched a 1995 game the other night. Notre Dame was on the road against the Washington Huskies. And the reason I watched it is because um, a former Notre uh, Dame player, uh, Notre Dame just offered Emmett Mosley uh, Jr., Emmett Mosley, a former wide receiver in Notre Dame on that 95 team. I was watching that game to make sure because I thought initially I thought he was a running back. Come to find out he's a wide receiver. So I find a clip. And I actually posted on the Lucky Lucky Lefty Instagram page and tagged his son in it. And I was like, yo, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. ND Legacy. It's pretty dope. He's a junior wide receiver at Servite. Servite is a really, really. Servite's probably in a program out in L.A. You got Modern Day. You got De La Salle, who's further up in the Bay. Pretty much on the same level. Modern Day might be a little bit higher. They go back and forth. And Servite and Centennial are like, right? Very competitive right there below. So it comes from a very good program. Very good program. Envy for life. I appreciate you, my man. Demetrius Rex. Can't stand people. I think I thank for the super chat. Hit that already. That's the way it's looking. J-Man, appreciate you for tapping in. That's the way it's looking. That's the way it's looking. That's the way it's trending. Uh, that's what we've been hearing uh, because there has really been no movement at all. It's been wait and see. And now he becomes available, you know, to be able to come in. And, uh, yeah, Jared Parker was made official today as the tight end coach moving over from West Virginia. So they fill that position. And that's the next step, the D.C. And so when things open back up for spring practices, and also uh, the next junior day and more recruiting, you'll have a full staff in tow ready to make it happen. I'm with you on there. The legalization, I'm cool with it. Tom A says, Snoop looking old. No, Tom, he is old. What are you talking about? He's looking old. He is old. And looking like Scrappy Dude. No, he is old. He is old. Did Chase get shut down or not? Mm, I don't know if he got shut down. I just think they, they gave multiple looks. They confused Joe Burrow, in my opinion. And I have to talk to a couple of people, you know, that I know got a hold of the All-22. But it looked like there are situations where, and I think they said this during the broadcast, that the Rams were researching, and they moved Jalen Ramsey around based upon the formations to take away the first look, which means – they wanted everything to work in concert 
with that defensive line. They knew that defensive line was their advantage, and they wanted to give that defensive line time. So if they could take away the first look from the formation of Joe Burrow and what his first look is supposed to be by the play, that gives that defensive line time. And that's how they strategize, you know, whether or not they were roll coverage to chase, where he would line up. And they gave Jamar Chase different looks, man. They gave him different looks. Um, he was open on a big third down there at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and Joe Burrow just threw the ball into the ground. He just threw the ball into the ground. Joe Burrow missed on that initial fourth down early in the game. He had wide open receivers in the flat and just tried to force the ball to Jamar Chase. So he's young. He's young. <laughs> yeah, we definitely we definitely need to play running for that dude. He's definitely running. Yeah, Sean. I'm sorry, my dude. It was Dale in the picture talking about, man, this is the best wide receiver in the country. Now you want to go hard for him? You want to go hard for him now? That you're not in Notre Dame? I thought that was hilarious. I might have to put him on a petty train for that. Y'all coming hard at 50, man. 50's good, yo. Give me 50's weight and his and his money. I'm straight. <laughs> Sean, SD, how comparable is Dante more than Demetrius? No. There is no comparison. Demetrius Jones went to my high school in Chicago. I'm assuming that's the quarterback you're talking about. Two totally different quarterbacks. Don't. That's so disrespectful. That's so disrespectful, man. I don't know. And no, Demetrius Jones did not have the same hype. Demetrius Jones didn't. Notre Dame fools y'all. I went to Morgan Park. Demetrius Jones was from Morgan Park. I was following the program back then. Now, Corey Mays and what he gave to Notre Dame coming from Morgan Park was real. He was darn near the best defensive player in the city. Demetrius Jones? No, they couldn't even beat Simeon. And their quarterback, who in my opinion was a better quarterback that year. So, no, don't, please, don't even make that connection. Don't make that connection. Let's see. I don't know. Let's think about it. <sighs> yeah, I mean, losers of the Super Bowl historically don't make it back, kind of go in the other direction. And then on an annual basis over the past 10 years, 50% of the teams that made it to the playoffs don't make it back to the playoffs. And, you know, that's just the parody in the NFL. That's the parody in the NFL, and that's what makes it so great. Oh, absolutely, Brian. Absolutely. Absolutely. He has a job as soon as he walks off the field. Very articulate. Very, man, knows the game. Can definitely see Aaron Donald on, the net, on any network. I don't even remember the Black Eyed Peas performance. 
I, I know they performed, but I don't remember it. I don't I, I guess that's not I don't know if that's bad. Tommy Reed's minimum Jeff is here for I would say the next two years. Minimum. I think he's here this year. And I think if he gets Dante Moore, he definitely wants to coach Dante Moore. So I think he's here minimum two to three years. I really do. I really do. <laughs> no, that wasn't him. That wasn't him, man. Free J. Free, you're right. Jerry Jackson was sneaky athletic back then. He absolutely was. Uh, let's see. Man, 2011 GT, thank you. Calling the halftime terrible is terrible, bro. I busted out my case logic CD case. And I'm thinking about putting hydraulics on the ride. Oh my God. That's funny. That's perfect. I think spring practices, I think you get, I think the NCAA rule, Demetrius, is 45 days out from your scrimmage. Practice can start. I think if don't quote me, I'll make sure and have the answer tomorrow for sure. But I think it's 45 days out. It can start 45 days out, and then it's up to you to schedule those minimum. I think it's 15 practices 45 days out. If I'm not mistaken, you can start 45 days out from your scrimmage and you get 15 practices, I believe. Every Golson, a.k.a. Willie Beeman. Yo, how did you guys like the intro that they did where they connected Hollywood with football with Halle Berry doing the uh, the walk-up? I thought it was pretty dope. thought it was well done. Commercials? Eh, commercials probably got like a C-plus for me. There were a few that were memorable, but that's about it. No, he definitely, yo, you know I was going to give him that MJB talk today, Pierre. You know it. You already know it. I don't know, Thomas. I, I mean, it takes some luck, man. Like, you don't, hey. Patrick Mahomes won his Super Bowl with a lot of luck. Tom A, it's my Valentine's Day jersey. That's what's up. Very interesting. Andre, um, he ran a 4-3 when he was uh, at Miami. It was strictly 4-3, but he has worked with 3-4 in both ranks. I believe when he was at Temple, it was a 3-4. And NFL, he's done both three, four, and four man front. So he can do both. He can do both. You know what? The Titans, man, are, are I wonder if the Titans are like the people that are like trying to send you off, like, no, Ryan Tannehill's our guy. 
when the whole time they're planning to move on from him? We'll see. We'll see. Should be interesting. John A1, Bengals have a young team of their key players. I think Joe Mixon is the only one not on a rookie contract. They need to address the O-line cornerback positions in the draft. Yeah, but this is where things change because they're not drafting at the top of the draft. Now they're at the bottom of the first round. And this is this is the biggest step. Like everybody can identify, especially when you're well, not everybody, because there are teams like the Lions that are just terrible at it. But they've hit on Burrow and Chase, right? Now is the next step. When you don't have those immediate impact guys, how do you go ahead, use the third most money in free agency to really the cornerbacks are expensive in the NFL. Cornerbacks of the good ones are very expensive. Tackles in the NFL are very expensive. So now how do you incorporate that and then go ahead and draft? well on the back end right because most guys look at the rams they don't even value back end first round picks they trade those right because you hear first round pick and all of a sudden bad teams say oh i can get a first round pick you're getting the 30th ranked player or the 32nd ranked player well heck i can move back and get the 40th ranked player i might end up with a better or just as good player just good a, a player just as good or I could trade this to you because you think it's valuable from a worth standpoint, and I can get a guy like a Matthew Stafford, a true difference maker. So we'll see just how good that front office is with the Bengals, because this next step is going to be the most the most difficult and important step. Yeah, I the Rock. I just I. Like, I kind of get what they were trying to do, but it was just kind of just both teams were out there just standing around watching them. I could see if he did it as the teams were walking back from the coin toss. But, like, man, dude, the the Rams, they're standing there waiting to get the ball. The Bengals are standing there waiting to kick off. And, like, we're sitting here listening to this soliloquy. And then at the end, you didn't even do it. You smell it. I thought he was going to do something like that. What the NFL is cooking. Like, at least make it funny, memorable. Like, you didn't give me any of that. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. It was out of place. It was out of place. <laughs> David Jones, yeah, it was celebrity overkill. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job with the intro, though, with Halle Berry. And how they blended Hollywood and football. Uh, fantastic. You got to see the Gipper. You got to see Rudy. Um, yeah, The Rock took an L last night. He definitely took an L. Notre Dame doesn't have the player types to run and affect the 3-4. The D-line is too small for that defense. I think he needs to adjust to the defense freedom. Wait a minute. I just said he's run multiple defenses. He's literally teaching linebackers in a 4-3 right now. Like, relax, relax. He doesn't need to adjust. The man knows more defensive football. <laughs> like, dude, he coached for the Miami Hurricanes in their heyday. He's fine. He knows how to coach multiple defenses 
and he definitely knows how to coach linebackers. But one thing you can take from that game yesterday, the way Pratt and the way the linebackers for the Bengals played yesterday, phenomenal. They took the Rams totally out of their run game. Toke, downhill, aggressive, wouldn't let the offensive lineman get to them, making plays in the backfield. They just shut things down. And that's what he coaches. So when you watch the way those linebackers play for the Bengals, you say to yourself, oh, that's Al Golden's people? Okay, we're good. We're good. Irish One, thank you for tapping in. He can run whatever he wants. Just get Al Golden inside. Then let him get to recruiting, especially in South Florida. Hey, yeah. Yeah, it's about time to get somebody in there. Never seen so many players from around the league calling out individual bingo players. Eli Apple and O-Line on Twitter for the individual. No, that's been happening for the last couple of years, though. Social media has made, you know, players insufferable in a sense. Yo, tonight is tonight. Is it tonight or tomorrow that James Harden will play his first game? I think it's tonight, right? Q Kibbs 97. What comes first? DC announcement or MLB lockout ending? DC announcement. MLB probably has another three weeks. They're not starting on time. If you love baseball, the season won't start on time. And the owners don't care about that because the owners are cool with there being 120 games. And honestly, the players are cool with there being 120 games. And the owners are only really concerned about the playoffs. That's the only time the owners are hurt when the playoffs don't show up and they're not played as long they have their regular season TV money already. They're good. So the regular season can be 80 games, 120, 162. They get their money regardless. So the owners can hold out as long as they want to. It's the players ultimately that are going to have to break ranks for that regular season money for those paychecks. And then it's the owners that really get blessed on the back end with the playoffs. Van Jefferson story, I agree, Jeff. Fantastic. Super Bowl and a child on the same day. Man, how about his wife being a G coming to the game? You know, trying to tough it through and ultimately having to leave to go give birth. Man, tip of the cap to her for being there to support her man and delivering the child on the same day. Vanilla Chill, Eli does it to himself. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's out past the but the hamstring. They announced, wait a minute. I didn't know that. So they I knew he was out, but they announced today that he was out past the all-star game. Really? Nets are up 16 in the first game with Curry and Drummond active. Well, Curry's a great pickup. He's a great pickup. Drummond's a really good pickup. We shall see. Uh, the Bulls take on the Spurs tonight. So we'll see. Just have to get healthy, man, and hope that uh, Zach Levine's knee, you know, is not is not bad. That's all. Just get healthy. Hope Zach can get back to himself. And, um, yeah, man, that's it. So I gave you news update on Carnell Tate. Look for Christian Gray, who also is very high in Notre Dame still. Uh, Dante Moore knows the importance 
uh, that he has in the class and the domino effect. So we need to relax. There'll be more junior days, maybe a few more offers from the new coaches in the building uh, with some juniors and definitely the class of 24. They offered Jaden Davis, the number one quarterback out of the Carolinas uh, last week. So don't just go after Dante Moore. Go get the number one quarterback in the 24 class. Then go get Ryan Montgomery and C.J. Carr as well. Go after the best quarterbacks. Swing and miss. If you miss on this one, hit the next one. That's what great teams do. And it's, it's lovely to see Tommy Reed swinging big for that quarterback room. It's great to see him swinging big. But now we need him to solidify that somebody like Dante Moore ends up in the Notre Dame jersey. Well, see, honestly, if we really go back and look, there's four linebackers because Isaiah Foskey is not a defensive end. Isaiah Foskey is being taught to be an outside linebacker for the NFL, even though he plays in that down lineman front for Notre Dame. So Notre Dame really has two down linemen. Just think about it. It's like Justin Adamiola, who's an outside linebacker in the NFL, Isaiah Foskey. They're college DNs, but they're really linebackers. Rush linebackers, and then you have Jason on the inside with Gabe on the inside, Riley Mills. And then you can have before man, you can have Riley Mills, Gabe, Jason on the outside, and then Isaiah on the other side. It's a lot of multiple fronts that you can have with the talent. And Notre Dame, throwing a guy like Tyson Ford, who's a big end, you know, it's not – Notre Dame's defense really isn't a defense. It's whatever they need to face the team that they're facing the next week. And they have that flexibility. And it's a great thing. That's a great thing. But linebackers are key, and that's why you see Notre Dame going after top linebackers and loading up on them. You want the most linebackers – on the roster without a big drop-off. And that's what Notre Dame is doing in the last two recruiting uh, cycles, 22-23. Man, great linebacker classes. Great linebacker classes coming to Notre Dame. Matt, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. What we run is a two four five. Uh, is yeah, but see, this is the thing by going after dudes like Jason Moore, Devon Houston. That is recognition by Notre Dame that we need to get beefier up the middle, and then get bigger on the ends with guys like Tyson Ford. So, out of necessity of what what's on the roster, you run a two four five. But going forth, as they get better athletes. Now they can go to more conventional, 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. They can do what they want to do because they'll have that flexibility and they'll have the talent and size to do whatever they want to do. Tom A., absolutely. Absolutely they do. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like the only two true linemen you have are the guys that have been playing in the middle. 
everybody else has truly been outside linebackers. That's what they end up playing in the NFL. And um, you see how dependent, especially in the new era of modern day football, Ohio State's defenses have struggled the last two years because Chase Young is in the NFL. Think about what they had. They went from Bosa to Bosa to Chase Young. You have that over a span of seven to eight years. That covers up a lot of things on the back end, and it covers up a lot of things in the linebacker core. Now, when you don't have that dominant guy on that defensive line, now your defense becomes average. And that's what you've been seeing at Ohio State. They can change all the coaches they want. Unless they get a dominant guy on that defensive line, I don't know what they can do. I don't. Let's see. You know what time it is. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Yo, Eddie Junction, each and every day, right here. So, Zach Taylor goes on the petty train. Eli Apple goes on the petty train. T. Higgins goes on the t- petty train. <laughs> That's Super Bowl. Yo, the entire Cincinnati Bengals offensive line goes on the petty train. Who else am I forgetting? All of the NFL players that trolled Eli Apple and the Bengals. Petty train, my dude. Um, and everybody that tried to make a big deal out of this halftime show. Petty train. It's like, it's not that serious, man. It's really not. It's really not. Any other nominations for the petty train? I know we had one. Online from DBZ. Um, it was actually someone that was uh pouring hate for BHM. A young lady was told that her product sucked and now she's a multimillionaire in the beauty industry. So that story we put that uh, it was uh, Shark Tank. Young lady went on Shark Tank. They shot her down. Now she's a multi-millionaire. So we had to put everybody on the shark tank on the petty train. Shout out to that young lady for believing in herself. So we'll see you guys tomorrow, 9 o'clock. And this dude is still running. But we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tapping in. Appreciate you guys. As always, spin it different. <laughs>